Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. First up, though, we'll, took a, we'll take a look at the uh, business stories that have been breaking overnight. I'm delighted to be joined this morning by Linda Daly. She's a business reporter with the Sunday Times and by Bob Hoffman of Vista Executive Search. You're both very welcome to the programme and good morning all. Good morning, Bobby. Now, Bob, we might start with you if we could. Um, a mini budget will, will hike vacant home grants in a bid to fix the housing uh, crisis. It's on the front page of the Irish Independent this morning. Yeah, Bobby, this is the the, the uh, biggest issue facing the country at the moment, of course, is the housing. And it's year after year, we just don't seem to be able to get the formula correct. And uh, really, Dara O'Brien, the minister, is saying that he's putting out a raft of new measures to make it easier. Uh, some of the things, for example, reducing development levies. I believe there are about 12,000 uh, for each house that a developer builds. Um, a vacant property tax. Um, I recently drove from Kilkenny to Letterkenny. If you ever drive cross country in Ireland, uh, you'll be stunned at the amount of vacant uh, properties that are out there. So there's a whole raft, Bobby, of measures that they're trying to bring in. But I think it involves cathedral thinking, the idea of building things for the next generation. We have to put the infrastructure in first. Transport, schools, healthcare got to go in first and the housing follows. I think there's just a mad scramble to build houses, but it is by far the biggest issue we have. And let's be honest, why don't we go back to basics? The councils should build more houses. The government have the money. I accept they don't have the people, but why doesn't the, the government set up its own building company? I'm just throwing the idea out there. Okay, well, let's we'll, we'll ponder on that, Bob. Uh, Linda, can you tell us more about this cost rental properties that it's a key plank of the government's response? Yeah, um, I suppose really, like I, I think maybe this is a bit of a reaction to the uh, bad kind of drumming that they got in the recent Sunday Times biz uh, p- p- poll, you know, Fianna Gael kind of down to 15%. Um, the, with the cost rental side of things, um, you know, we need, the rents are the biggest problem. We need more cost rental properties. One interesting thing is, um, well, a piece, a part of this article is that they are talking about maybe taking equity positions in developments so that we can have more ros- cost rental properties. Um, yeah. So that, that will be interesting because that will kind of <coughs> see, that could see the LDA kind of team up with developers, which it hasn't really done so far. Um, I mean, it's just rents are so high, um, so they need to kind of get them down, and this cost rental element maybe push it, will push it. But you'd kind of wonder is it a bit little too late for this government? You know, they they have had many years to get it sorted, and that's where they've really fallen down. You know, they haven't been quick enough. Yeah. And Linda, you know, I I think it's a it's it's quite a complex uh, situation, but you know, really, we whatever measures are put in place. Do we not need to be careful that they're not trousered by developers? Like, this is always the problem that, you know, some of these initiatives have to find their way back to the first time buyers and to the people who are trying to get on the property ladder. Yeah, and the criticism in the past has been that, you know, developers and builders have, as you said, pocketed um, the the money. Look, I've, I've spoken to a lot of developers. They pay a lot on tax. You know, a lot of the money goes on things like sorting out water infrastructure. And um, that's what they really want to see. They want to see a reduction of those costs. And um, so there are issues around around that. Um, 
yeah, I suppose the government can't be seen to give developers a handout, but we do need more properties and there is a shortage of cash in the market at the moment. So the way to do that is by the government teaming up with developers to get some developments over the line. Yeah, OK. Well, look, it's a, it's a very complex uh, subject. It's one, uh, you're right, I think, when you say it, Linda, that the government really are exposed on. <clears throat> so they really need to sort it out this time uh, to make sure that, well... I don't know that we make some progress on it. Bob, um, News Talk had another exclusive. Um, our first exclusive was an interview with President Trump that I con- conducted all those years ago. But now our own reporter, Barry White, is telling us that Donald Trump will be back in Dunebeg when? In June? Yeah, absolutely. Hot off the press. Uh, a great scoop. Um of course, not all scoops are good news. This is a questionable piece of news. He is coming. Interestingly, of course, somebody pointed out in the station this morning that we've had um, all three uh, presidents uh, who are alive at the moment, Clinton, Biden and Trump, visiting Ireland within a month. I'm not sure the rationale why he's coming in the middle of all his legal issues. It can't be for publicity because, uh, you know, compared to Biden and that spectacular Balaná show that was laid on, you know, he's going to be he's going to be sent from Shannon up to his uh, Dunebeg Golf Club and there will be a few hundred people along the side of the road. So I'm not sure why the, the rationale for him coming is. But look, you know, we welcome everybody to Ireland. We're, we're known for our hospitality, but this is an interesting one. Let's just see what happens. Linda, um, this is the same man who uh, pleaded not guilty to 34 felonies uh, in relation to uh, uh, the 2016 US presidential election. Um, and we're also going to have to pay for his security. Is that not correct? Yeah, so the the news bulletin there said we'll have to, um, you know, there will be a guard or presence. Um, that's kind of standard uh, form with, with these um, visits. You know, when he visited in 2019, he didn't go to Dublin. He just went straight to his his uh, golf course. And I think that's the reason he's coming over, isn't it? To drum up interest in his golf course and play golf. Um, but well, yeah, it will cost us money, I suppose. It has to be done even if we don't like the man. I think we we may not notice, but I think he might have been watching kind of enviously from the wings a couple of weeks ago when Joe Biden was here and seeing uh, the American-Irish vote uh, heading that way. So I'd say there could be a piece of that in it as well. Definitely, um, yeah. Bob, back to you. Um, public service, public servants advised to remove TikTok from work devices, according to the front page on Today's Irish Examiner. Tell us more. So Ireland has become um, one of a long list of uh, governments who have advised their civil servants to uh, delete the app from their phones. Um, Richard Brown, who's the director of the uh, National uh, Council for Security, uh, has said that he is, and this is a double negative, Bobby, he said that the NCSC has been unable to determine with absolute certainty that TikTok data was not finding its way to the Chinese government. Let's be clear about this. TikTok does the exact same tracking that all the other social media apps, Facebook, Google, Snapchat, they all record everything you do on your phone. The issue is where is the data stored? If it's stored in the EU, we're happy. The US, we're not. Uh, Facebook has had a long issue with that. Uh, But this data is or was stored in China. And I believe uh, TikTok are building data centers here in Ireland. So that's the issue is where the data is stored. One wonders if if a Russian uh, app became very popular, it would also face the same issues. So look, it's, um, it's, it's, 
it's, it's a sign of, of, of the time. We live in the information age and everybody's data is so compromised. We, it's just untrue. Linda, I'm going to be talking to Cormac Lucy about corporation tax and all it's delivering to the Irish Exchequer uh, a bit later in the programme. But uh, TikTok employ a thousand people here in Ireland. Do we need to be careful that we don't cheese them off? Um, you know, by bringing in these type of restrictions. Yeah, and Taoiseach Leo Varadkar is um, quoted in that article saying, you know, that they are a big investor. Um, they've, you know, if they didn't want to cheese them off, they might want, they might have wanted to maybe contact them before they made this decision. Um, there's a, another quote in the article from a spokesperson saying that they weren't consulted prior to the announcement. Um, it's worth, worth pointing out that, um, you know, the Data Protection Commission fined three, met at 390 million recently for the way they stored people's data or how they approached the storing of it and on May 12th is going to make a decision about whether Facebook can send its data over to the US so look I mean it's understandable there are issues around China you know the growth of Chinese companies but it has to be done the right way because there is that balance to be had between keeping yeah. jobs and uh, absolutely people, yeah. yeah I totally agree with you um uh, Bob, just coming back to you, uh, interesting story from John Isle and today's Irish Independent postal operator uh, likely to follow Ontario teachers' pension plan into a process uh, to sell 100% of Premier Lotteries Ireland. This is, relates to on post investment in the lottery company. I think the big thing behind this story is actually the time involved. So the reason that this sale is up is the the license that they won was in 2014 and it was a 20 year license. So in 2024, uh, it's up for renewal anyway. So the uh, Ontario Teachers Pension Plan, who have 90 percent of the the stake in this business and on post have the remaining 10% um, effectively are selling it in advance of this new um, renewal. So really you could describe on post as a forced seller. Uh, put some numbers on it, Bobby. Uh, the lottery turns over about a billion. Uh, thus they value it around the 300 million mark. So thus on post's uh, stake would be in around uh, 30 million. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a new owner coming in. The hot favourite is a Swiss-based lottery a company called Alwyn, who are Europe's largest lottery group, uh, just stating the obvious, they're technically outside the EU. Interestingly, their parent is the Czech private equity company. But look, the interesting question is, if it's not owned by a, an Irish entity in any shape or form, it'll still be called the National Lottery. Interesting. But uh, look, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a great Irish institution. One would hope that the licence will require them still to pass on a lot of their proceeds to uh, local issues and, and uh, you know, uh, charities here in Ireland. I, I, I think you're right, Bob, that it's this is really, there isn't really any, I suppose, thing Unpost can do about this. They're a, they, they have a drag and tag arrangement, which means they have to follow uh, you know the lead the lead in investor with whatever they do so that you know what it really is out of their control but it, it's quite interesting that you know if the upside is as you say uh, a value of 300 million uh, that could keep a lot of post offices open and uh, indeed uh, our next story uh, a town with no bank uh, it's a hell of an inconvenience for everyone uh, Linda, tell us about this one. Granard yeah. in County Longford. Yeah, so poor Granard in County Longford has to travel about 24 minutes, I think, to Longford Town to, to, to its nearest bank. Um, but 
it's uh, quite obvious from this piece that this is an opportunity for the likes of Ampust. Granard still has a post office um, and and it's credit union as well to kind of step in and provide the services that people would want with banks. You know, there's somebody quoted in this piece who says that people still use cash and people still use checks. I'm not sure, so sure about the check side of things, although Bob tells me he's written a few this year. Um, but, you know, like it, it's, it's an awful pain. I mean, I have to travel 10 minutes to, to my nearest bank in Dublin and even that is a is a, a pain, you know. Ten minutes in the car, where I used to be used, to, you know, get get to a bank in five minutes. You don't go that often, but you sometimes yeah. need them. And there's ATMs that don't work in Granard too. And I mean, they well, are definitely. I, I think that necessary. that was the point I was going to come up with. Uh, there, the, the biggest, I suppose, upset for me in this article is that uh, the the two ATMs that are in the town, uh, according to one politi- local politician that they're never working on the weekends. Uh, they're out of service. Like, it, because I think, as you rightly say, Linda, the postmaster there, uh, a chap called McNamara, uh, his business is up 25%. So the effectively, the banking services are now being uh, supplied by OnPost. So at least that's giving the service. But the fact that the ATMs aren't working is, to me, the, the real problem here, uh, because that's the service people desperately need. Bob? Yeah, um, they do mention, of course, though, that the post office business has gone up 25%. Um, and as you know, Bobby, you're a champion of the high street. And I know you did some research into the post office network. But um, the owner of the of the franchise for the post office in the town, uh, Mr. McNamara, says that his turn up has been up 25%. Look, if, you, if you're an elderly person and you, 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 ha- you write checks and you're not good with technology and you don't have a Revolut or an N26 card, this is an issue. There's no way of describing. Yeah it for this town of 850 people but well also what's not in the article is uh, that the head of the postmasters the Irish Postmasters Union Ned O'Hara would you believe he's a Granert man he's from Granert there you go there you go so <laughs> he might have some influence in there um, um, what about um, the interest rate hike that's coming in May Linda um, uh, uh, I think uh, Gabriel Mahalouf saying that we need to be careful not to frighten the horses. Look, I'd just like to make this uh, rate hike about myself for a moment. (laughs) There are two things I took for granted over the last 18 years. That was the tracker mortgage and also uh, children's allowance. I've lost both um, practically in the last uh, couple of months. I still have the tracker mortgage, but it's gone up. My mortgage has gone up by over 300 euro and the 140 euro children's allowance is also gone. And the fact that another one is coming, it's just exhausting. Like, you know, it's a it's a lot of money. you know, yeah. and, and a lot, a lot has been said about uh, poor people on tracker mortgages because our mortgages have gone up by over three hundred euro, and like that's that's a big, it's a big jump. Um, but on the other hand, inflation is still going up. We're all still going on our holidays, um, and they really want to kind of push us into recession. They need to get the balancing trick done um, as well. They have to kind of not push us too far into a recession. There was kind yeah. of hope that. It, it's- Sorry, go ahead. It's very interesting, Linda, that you bring up, you know, your personal situation there, because I'm sure there are thousands out there like you. You know, 300 euros, as you say, is a it's a big hit on a monthly basis. And the double whammy, as you say, of losing the children's allowance as well. I think you're representative of a lot of people out there. Bob, can I come back to you about uh, Joe Brennan's piece on Netflix? Um, it seems very interesting story just tracking uh, their history 
uh, from 2007 uh, where they're, they finally closed their DVD service. I didn't even know it still existed. Um, but what do you make of this article? Do you know what? Uh, Netflix is just a lo- another of a long list of these tech companies who enjoyed a complete boom during COVID and now they're sort of suffering from the hangover. So as most people know, the story behind this is that they're, they're going to stop passport, password sharing. So if there's five family members and one lives not in the family home, their attitude is there should only be four people on, on the, the subscription and the fifth person needs to pay a full subscription on their own. If this goes ahead now, I'm going to have a very angry mother-in-law in Kulak, but that's my own personal problem which I'll have to deal with but look um, I, I do accept that this company have they created a segment and they now have competitors we all know Disney Paramount Apple Prime and, and, and HBO but they do seem a little bit slow to react the other subscribers for example put their films into cinemas Netflix don't another one is they're unwilling to move away from its model of dropping all episodes of a series in one go where the others drip feed you which uh, keeps their churn levels low in other words right. people moving away they're dabbling with subscriptions with ads um, but look at the end of the day you could argue that they're up against Apple 1.64 trillion valuation Amazon 1 trillion valuation and Netflix a measly 145 billion the flip side of that Linda. argument is, of course, Netflix only do one thing, and that's content. Linda, just very quickly, uh, who's a chatty boy? Am I told the mail is telling us that parrots love video calls? Yeah, this is an absolutely lovely story. My heart was breaking. <laughs> so so they had uh, there was a research done, um, an actual proper study um, done where they had parrots making calls, uh, video calls. So over the course of the research, 147, par- 147 times parrots actually made deliberate calls so that they could chat with the fellow parrots across the world across the world um, they were preening themselves they were you know singing and playing so a bit of flirting going on as well who, who funds this research Bobby <laughs> you heard it here folks parrots online uh, big thanks to my guests uh, Linda Daly business reporter with the Sunday Times and Bob Hoffman of Vista Executive Search thanks for a great review of the papers and enjoy the rest of your weekend thanks, thanks a million down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.